0: Welcome to Let's Talk Sales. This is the podcast for anyone who's interested in growing sales. Today's episode of Let's Talk Sales is brought to you by our ebook, The Ultimate Guide to Sales Targeting, how to attract and pursue the right leads for your business. Make sure to download a copy today. You can find it in the notes for today's show at criteriaforsuccess.com pod 327. This is Elizabeth Frederick, and I'm really excited about today's guest. He is the CEO of Green Leads LLC, a global provider of sales and marketing lead generation services. He has extensive experience in sales leadership roles, and he also works as a fractional C-level consultant. He is based just a little bit to the north in Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome to the show, Mike Farrell.
1: All right, thank you, Elizabeth. Great, great to be here.
0: I'm just so glad that you could join me. Um, and I just gave basically your resume, but I'd love it if you could introduce yourself to our listeners.
1: Certainly. Yeah, I'm uh, Mike Farrell. I'm the CEO of Green Leads, and uh, I am definitely happy to talk about your to your audience today.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, you're in. A really fascinating sort of market. What it is that you do? You're all about lead generation. I don't know many companies who would not enjoy a little bit more lead generation. So I'd love to start with kind of a big picture question. What are some of the changes that you've seen in lead gen over the last few years?
1: Oh, that's great. Um, you know, the it's uh, from the kind of the marketing perspective and the sales perspective. So. You know, in the marketing perspective, um, you know a lot. Uh, you know, 2018 was a gd you know year GDPR went into effect. Um, you got California now with CCPA, and you know, so there's a lot of privacy issues. So uh-huh. more more of a, you know, generating opt in leads is obviously more important for compliance reasons and th- those kind of things. But um, you know, but you know, then you look at the you, know, you look at it from a from a buyer's journey standpoint, an intent intent marketing standpoint, um, you know, so that that's another. Um, those are other trends and other other areas. As you know, you look you, know, what you know the statistic you hear from a, a Forrester or a Gartner is that you know, whatever it's sixty seven percent or seventy five percent, whatever number they come up with of of the buyer's journey is done digitally, right? Uh-huh. Um, Know, before a salesperson's ever engaged. Uh, so it's really important for companies um, of all stripes, you know, where our company is specifically focused on the technology industries, you know, SaaS companies and technology companies. Um, but all companies, it's, you know, you know, people are, are looking online and doing their research online before they... Uh, before they engage a the salesperson right if we all if any of us bought a car recently I'm sure you you know before you walked into a dealer you did your research online so um, it's just a way of the world now and so we have to adapt right and you know for a guy like me that's been in this you know been in business for you know four decades now it's uh, you have to you have to realize uh, that the buyer has the power um and you have to uh you have to adapt and you have to understand that and you have to uh you know really you know change make changes to the way we go about our business.
0: Absolutely. Um I think it's it's easy when you're kind of putting yourself in your in your work hat to to be frustrated by that, you know. Um I Anybody who's listening, who's in who's in sales, sales leadership, marketing leadership, you're just like, why don't buyers follow the steps that we want them to? But then okay. if you think about yourself when you're buying, we are part of this change in, in experiences. And if we can, as leaders, as um, organizations figure out how do we meet the buyers where they are right now, what's kind of interesting is they're doing a lot of heavy lifting that you used to have to do. Right. You used to have to have maybe a solutions architect or, um, you know, you were doing a lot of education of your buyers and now they are educating themselves. Now, that could be bad, right, if they are if they are finding bad sources of information. But you could theoretically have a much more efficient process so long as um, you're capturing them when, when, you know, so long as when they get the point where they where they're reaching out or they need to be reached out to you're there and, um, and they're in the moment. So it's an interesting kind of, there. there's an opportunity to it. Um, if you can, if you can capitalize on the the steps that that buyer is taking, that you're not having to, you know, guide them along.
1: Yeah. And the, the, that's a great point. And, you know, that's why content marketing is so, is so important nowadays. Um, you know, the, the generating, you know, marketing's got to generate a lot of different types of content ebooks white papers case studies recorded webinars videos um because content is king you know content you know because everyone's educating themselves the end use and end users the buyers they're educating themselves would you let would you you know if you're selling something competitive to let's say ibm right do you want them to learn it from ibm or do you want it to learn it from your company right Mm-hmm. Um, so you brand, you have an opportunity to brand them and be a thought leader or be a um, you know guide their guide their learning through your content and um, you know that's uh, you know marketers you know salespeople are typically considered outbound marketers are considered you know generating inbound leads but marketers have to go outbound right that's what this you you you, you want to generate that inbound organic stuff as much leads as you can but. Uh, you got to go outbound with your content and make sure your audience is is hearing, you know, it's that awareness, right? That demand generation, that awareness uh, part of it. Um, but uh, content is, uh, you know, and it's funny, I was talking to someone about, uh, you know, it, when, when the uh, internet was really getting going, uh, growing 20 years ago, you know, newspapers and magazines kind of went, you know, did a nosedive, right? And now- mm-hmm and you said, Oh, well, no one's going to take up a journalism degree, but guess what? You really have to nowadays salespeople have to be able to write too.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to be, a, you have to be a good writer, right. And and marketers have to have a lot of, a lot of copy people and writers, uh, because content is important. And, you know, one of, uh, an old boss of mine, uh, Dan tires uh, at, he's a an executive at HubSpot and, uh, he talks about he he calls it smarketing, <laughs> so, you know, sales sales and marketing kind of merging. You know, he's coined that phrase. It's marketing because the, as a salesperson, you have to have a little bit of marketer in you now too.
0: Yeah, and that's a really. Um that's a great perspective. I love that you mentioned that kind of inbound and outbound are smooshing together a little bit. And Mm -hmm. the idea of pure inbound, where you're just like, I am going to produce the most amazing, perfect content. And wait, (laughs) that's not feasible. That's, you know, I mean, maybe if you are super well known, and people are seeking your content, maybe that that'll work. But like you said, I mean, you can, you can produce that content, but then it's, you know, are we pushing it out to people? Are we, you know, some of the content might be webinars. Are we inviting people to those webinars or Mm -hmm. um, if you're producing an ebook or if you've got a blog or you've got a podcast or something else, how are you getting that into the ears, into the eyes of the people who need to be seeing it? And what I'm hearing from you is your perspective is that marketing has some responsibility there on, the outbound nature of kind of pushing out the content that they're producing um, in order to get those leads generated and qualified Mm -hmm. so they can hand them off to sales who are then going to be doing um, a mix of, you know, some inbound stuff, but mostly outbound work on those. So it's really um, the two two departments are kind of closer together maybe than they've been in the past. And some of those activities and, and best practices are overlapping.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, the, the inbound leads, right. If, if someone's requesting a demo, okay. But that's, that's more bottom of the funnel, right. That's mm-hmm. that they're ready. They're ready to have a conversation, but real, but the salesperson has realized they probably have done a lot of research. <laughs> you know, they've probably done that, you know, two thirds of the research online. So you got to know where they're, where, where, where you're starting with. Um, and, uh, you know, but but the lead the, the leads that are generated through outbound, right? You they might be they might be at a different stage in the buyer's journey, right? They might be earlier on, so those are those are leads that will have to come into the top of the funnel and be nurtured by marketing. Uh, they may not be sales ready yet. Versus you know an inbound lead that someone's asking for a demo. You know, two different. So it's 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 important for for marketers or I started to for sales leaders to understand that that flow, that buyer's journey. And, and, you know, so, you know, the, obviously you, you, we all heard salespeople say, oh, marketing gives me crappy leads. Right. We've all uh-huh. heard that. that it, it's, I, it's been going on for ever, <laughs> my whole career, you know? Uh, so, but it's, it's understanding. Yeah. Everyone would like, you know, book demos from an inbound lead. Right. But at, you realize that there's other, you know that that's at the that's at the tail end of the buyer's journey right you want to get people earlier in the buyer's journey so you can so so you can influence them more right absolutely um and that's and that's where the uh sales has to understand that and that's where you know marketing is trying to do that for them in that early part of the journey
0: definitely You know, when you see um, somebody coming to you just for a demo, a lot of times they're locked in on, I want product A and I want you to demo product A for me because I have decided I need product A. And while depending on your company, depending on your industry, maybe you don't have a lot of different options. Maybe, um, you know, maybe it is that simple. But in a lot of cases, maybe product A isn't even the best fit for them. Or maybe they need to implemented a different way, or maybe they need to, um, you know, have, have some different approach. And so if, if you can engage them earlier, understanding basically where people are, and do they need help scoping out a solution or not, um, kind of understanding where they are in the buying journey as, as that lead is generated is so important. And I do see a lot of times organizations basically treating all leads the same. And assuming we need to jump through these same five hoops with all of the leads, not really getting that some of them are, are basically at a yes, no point, And others are, what are you guys doing? And why should I talk to you?
1: Right, right. Yeah. And it's that, you know, in the lead generation process, you know, we, we have, you know, straight up contents, you know, take your marketing content, promote it out and just get a an opt-in form, but then we have other versions where you can add, we, we do, you know, several custom questions. We call them highly qualified leads, but those are, uh, you know, those custom questions can be very informative to where that person is in the buyer's journey. So that's a little intelligence for the marketing person and the salesperson when that lead gets put into the system, right? So that allow you know, if someone has identified their business problem, right? Okay, mm-hmm. well, that's you know, that's a, that's a good thing, right? Not everyone has identified their business problem. They just, and uh, know, knowing what a potential solution could be. So. Um,
0: Important things to think about. Um, yeah. Something that you brought up earlier and, and I, I didn't jump on it, but now I want to, I want to take a deep dive into, as you mentioned intent marketing or intent leads. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I know that's a term that not everybody is familiar with. So could you explain what that is?
1: Sure. Sure. Um, So intent, think of the buyer's journey, right? And think of Mm that, you know, two thirds of it done online, right? Is intent leads our, uh, our ability. Um, We have a platform and there's other, other companies out there, right? Our ability to, to monitor, right? Everyone has the, everyone goes to a website and they got the, you have to accept the cookies, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, through, through that process, we can monitor people's online behavior, right? Facebook does it, you know, LinkedIn Mm -hmm. does it, you know, um, Google does it, right? So you can monitor where people are going and, and what they're, what they're consuming online. Um, and that's, those are all intent signals, uh, that in a B2B world, we can um, identify your audience, identify your ICP, your the type of accounts you want to go after, identify your, your personas that you want to go after, and then uh, plug in keywords and phrases and, and events and competitors and so forth and say, okay, these are all things that we want to, uh, signals we want to find out about, right? Uh-huh. So um, if someone's, uh, if you're selling, you know, IT storage, and you know somebody is, uh, you know, just downloaded a, a white paper or read an article or connected with another storage company or, or, um, you know, any any kind of signal like that. Those are all digital signals, or, or, or you know, you know, syndicating your marketing content, promoting your marketing content out there, and having someone download an Download it and opt in. That's a signal, uh-huh. right? That they're that they're in the buyer's journey. You don't know where they are in the buyer's journey yet, but those are all signals. So those are that's what intent leads are all about. So, um, so all these all these um, you know, there's different flavors. You know, a content syndicated leads is an intent lead. Uh, a um, any kind of um, inbound lead is intent. You know, then we can we have a and then we have an intent platform that can monitor other forms of intent that are not associated with your content. Right. Um, As a marketer. uh, And you you can kind of harvest them. I I call it a I call it for anybody that's a fisherman out there. If you go fishing in the ocean, you have a little sonar detector. It's a fish finder. (laughs) Right. Yep. You want to cast your the ocean's pretty big, right? So you want to cast your your line where the fish are, right? So it's a similar it's a similar approach. So with this with this intent platform, we use uh, we can even if those people haven't downloaded your content, we can see what they're doing uh, consuming other content, mm-hmm. uh, and then we can market to them.
0: That's a, that's a really great concept, and I think it's, it's kind of tying together some threads that maybe people have been thinking about and discussing for a while, but within a really clear framework. And just that idea of understanding your buyer journey so much and so well that you know what are the things that somebody is going to do at this stage, -hmm. And that that takes time and effort to really think Mm -hmm. through what is that buyer journey. That could involve maybe talking to some of your buyers, maybe doing some surveys, some research. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you can figure that out, to think, okay, where are the points on this journey? at which we could engage with them. And Mm -hmm. understanding that early stage is going to be either marketing is producing content, it's kind of that more general, it's not specifically addressed to that person, or if we are somehow engaging them directly, it's going to be, um, you know, scoping, general, big picture. This isn't like, you know, please sign on the dotted line. and then the steps later on, it's a smaller list because people might have decided to go with a competitor, but um, people are ready for a more um, custom approach and, and, you know, looking at demos and, and other things like that. And so thinking through what teams in your organization are going to engage at the various steps of the buyer's journey. Um What what content do you have that addresses that early stage versus middle stage versus late stage? And we sometimes see organizations that have only really focused on one part of the buyer journey. And and you might be really missing out um, if you think about the intent that buyers have at other stages. Is that kind of what you're what you're saying there?
1: Yeah, I mean, the the exactly. I mean, the marketing, it's not just marketing that needs to understand the buyer's journey, sales needs to understand. Absolutely. (laughs) you know, um, sales needs to, I mean, I'm a sales guy before I'm a marketer, but, um, I'm both. Right. Um, and it's changed so much. It's changed, changed selling marketing's changed a lot, but I mean, selling, you know, selling is changing rapidly. Right. It's just, it's amazing during my career, how much it's changed. It's changed, it's changed dramatically. And, um, uh, um, you, know, you know, sales has to understand that buyer's journey, um, you know, because when they're having a conversation with a client, a prospect, right, where are they? And mm-hmm. how do I tailor my message?
0: Yeah, it's a it's a different conversation you have for somebody at the very, very top of the funnel versus somebody kind of in the middle. And yeah. if you don't know what questions to ask to figure out where they are, um you're you're gonna frustrate some of your buyers, <laughs> most of your yeah. buyers.
1: Yeah, and, and, and marketing has to give sales the content for each stage of the journey, mm-hmm. right? So that you know, the, you know, the salesperson is is gonna do their thing, right? Establish that relationship, and because you know, let's face it, you people still buy from people. Uh, so I'm I'm not a believer in in, in the world of B two B sales and, and complex applications and so forth. I'm not a believer that you know sales is a, a dying, uh, mm-hmm. industry, a dying profession. A matter of fact, there's more, there is a shortage of salespeople out there. The demand for salespeople and SDR is astounding.
0: Yes, we're um, seeing that in all of our clients across the country. Um,
1: and uh, but good salespeople and 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 people in sales sales that want to talk to people versus just engage on social media or. Or email, right? Um, so, but uh, that—that's you know—that's uh, you know the sales as a profession is the is really uh, important, and um, you know that relationship building and trust building, right? But that, that's the that's the big part of a salesperson now, um, and and but really knowing where they are in the journey and delivering the content, you you know, salesperson's not going to have it all in their head. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, And they shouldn't have have, to. (laughs)
1: Yeah. But they have to be able to deliver that content at the right time, you know, to really customize that experience.
0: Um, I don't know if this is something that we've already touched on, but uh, I know this is a question and a concern that I hear from sales leaders and, and executives all the time is, why aren't we getting enough meetings? What does it take to get a meeting? You know, they've, they've got all their KPIs, all their measurements for sales based on meetings and meetings are different or meetings aren't happening. So what are you seeing in terms of that, that one element of the, of the process that seems to be so important for sales leaders? Um, is it, are, are meetings different now? Is, is the way buyers are approaching meetings different? Is it taking different things to get a meeting now? How are you seeing meetings changing?
1: Oh, that's great. Uh, Yeah, we call it appointment generation uh, Uh on our side. Um, So we got lead generation and we got appointment generation. Uh Um, So we go, uh, you know, you can certainly generate appointments via inbound marketing, right? And that, Mm -hmm. you know, people requesting a demo off your website through, you know, based because they found your content and they found it interesting and, you know, those kind of things we talked about already. Um, But the appointment generation, we, we do... Uh, outbound appointment generation, you know, in the, we're in that, we're in that SDR, BDR space, Mm -hmm. um, you know, outbound calling. So, so the metrics are, uh, are, are, it's getting harder. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know, I think everyone's experiencing that, right. You know, uh, you know, it, it changed again when COVID hit, right. And everyone was remote. So Mm -hmm. we're in now, and now, you know, you know, three years ago. You know, people were probably offended if they got a cold call on their on their cell phone and now it's like no big deal right
0: yeah i have to actually um, answer calls i get on my cell phone because they might be business related it's very frustrating yeah. and now i've learned a lot about um the warranties expiring on the car i don't have <laughs> yes
1: yeah, so there's a well now you, you know there's you know for those of, those people who are not close to the uh, you know the uh, FTC rules and stuff. Um,
0: Not so much. You know,
1: this, this, yeah, you know, there's this whole, you know, you know, there's this whole uh, regulation that just came out with uh, it's called stir shaken. It's, I don't want to get into it. It's technical. I uh, <laughs> love um, the acronyms
0: they come up with.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but it's, you know, if, if you're on your cell phone and you get in these, some of these spam likely uh, uh, you know, uh, caller ID stuff. It's because people haven't, uh, companies haven't cleaned their phone numbers and uh, been compliant with their phone numbers. So anyways, that's a, that's a different topic. Um, but the, but it's important for sales. It's important for salespeople because if you are doing outbound calling and you don't have clean phone numbers, uh-huh. your, your connect rates, your connect rates going to uh, take a real di- di- nosedive. Um So, uh, so knowing what phone numbers you're broadcasting, um, you know, through whatever application you're using, you know, Mm -hmm. most people are using some, some kind of, uh, outbound, outbound system, whether it's, uh, you know, a ring central or a eight by eight, you know, unified communication system, or it's a, it's a outreach or sales loft, or, uh, we, we use a a company called Frontspin, which is, um, so we may, we had to make sure all our, our you know we have 250 phone numbers we had to make sure they're all clean you know
0: yeah
1: uh, when when we're doing those outbound calls but it, it's it's um it's taking uh it's taking about 28 to 30 dials mm-hmm. to get a connection to get a connection wow right I mean 30 years ago it was like single digits mm-hmm. right? you get you get a, a connection every eight dials right. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, now that's, that's a very broad, broad statistic. It depends on your persona.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. If you're calling into, if you're selling something that's an IT related, uh, it's going to be a, a tad bit higher. Uh, if you're calling into IT security, it's going to be, a, it's going to be 2X that, right? Because mm-hmm. the IT, there's so many IT security app, uh, venture funded firms that, they're getting deluged with calls, right? So, um, and if you're calling into DevOps, um, you're probably never going to get them on the phone <laughs> because they just don't answer the phone, right? So there are there are certain, you know, nuances to to do it. But if you're calling into, you know, uh, a persona that doesn't get a lot of calls, right? And that people that are typically at their desk versus, you know, traveling or in meetings, right? You're going to uh-huh. have a lower... You're going to have a, a lower dial to connect rate. So the first thing to do is understand your dial to connect rate, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and yeah, you know, obviously data. You got to first also have make sure you have good data, right? Good good lists, and you know, cell phone data is is pretty important now. So you have to have the cell phone data. So whatever data platform you're using, there's you know we use multiple data platforms, mm-hmm. and we use a, we use another uh, we use a another company that does specifically does sales uh, cell phone enrichment of data. So if we have, if we have some contacts that we don't have cell phone data for, and we'll, we'll, um, we'll you know, use that enrichment uh, tool that we have. So, so to get meetings you're going outbound. So, you know, and if you, if you have a cult, a sales culture with your BDR SD organization and, you know, I would I would hope that most sales organizations now are not having their you know six figure salary people do cold calls. That's kind of a old school uh, <laughs> now. I think the world of SDR BDR is is pretty ubiquitous now, um, which wasn't the case fifteen years ago, right? Yeah, that's been a shift over the last fifteen years. When I when I started in this business, you know, in in this uh, Marketing agency business about eighteen years ago, the word SDR didn't exist, mm-hmm. you know, um, or or the acronym. So, so that that's a change, right? So that's but that's pretty ubiquitous now. So, um, so having good data, number one, knowing your your metrics. You know, a lot of a lot of organizations are going uh, heavy heavy email. Um, cadences, Mm -hmm. uh, versus versus outbound calling. Um, we are an outbound, we are heavy outbound calling with some email cadences. Um, I have seen, I've seen companies do, you know, have this cadence where they get the leads from marketing and they, they do a, you know, a a cadence of, Oh, we're going to touch them via email four or five times with you know, different messaging and then they're and then they boom, they they flush them out and they send them back to marketing. And say, oh, this lead's no good. Or oh, this yes. lead's not engaged. <laughs> this lead's not engaging, right? It's like, well, maybe you haven't delivered them any value to engage with you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Imagine that.
1: So 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 the to answer your question about getting meetings, you gotta really look at if 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 you're if a sales leader's out there not getting enough meetings for their salespeople, you really don't just say blame it on don't just blame it on marketing the leads suck right. Really look at your how you're engaging these people in an outbound fashion right. Mm-hmm. Is it is it you know what what combination of phone and email and social are you doing? Omni-channel is important right. All the channels are important, but you can't. Um, If you're just relying on one channel, you know, email, well, guess what? Email open rates are low, right? Yeah. 3%, 2%, 3%, 4%, right? Um, If you're not delivering valuable information um, in those emails or in those phone calls or in those social connections, um, then you're, you're just doing it wrong. (laughs) <laughs> right? You're just really not doing it wrong. You know, you're not going to get the engagement you need. You're not going to get the conversions you need. Um, so you have to, you know, all those channels are, can be valuable, but I mean, we all get the email. We all get the emails. Now we all get the social connections. Now, how often do you get a request for a connection in a in a on, on LinkedIn, and it's <laughs> it, it's five paragraphs of sales speak. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, hey, uh, that's just spamming somebody. That's yep. what that is.
0: Hey, I noticed you seem like you're breathing. Please buy things from me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: not terribly appealing. It's, no, it, that's that's such a great you know to, just to to kind of emphasize the point that you made. So many organizations have built out some competencies in one method of outreach, whether that is you put together really great email campaigns and nurture campaigns, and you're really able to, to do all the workflows and guiding people along paths and all that stuff. And first of all, you can't rest on your laurels is one thing I'm hearing is just say, okay, we set it up once and now it's going to keep working forever. Um, I, I don't think probably many people are are really thinking that, but it is tempting to just leave things sometimes a little longer than they should, but to also think about, okay, what are the different ways that we can engage and COVID in that way was a really good example because when everybody quickly flipped to working from home, there was a really big shift in how you could engage people. And Mm -hmm. you know, the number of companies that, um, that weren't able to port their phone systems, um, very quickly and so people were cell phone only. So if you had a calling program and you never had looked at cell phone data like you're talking about, um you suddenly couldn't get a hold of anybody because you're calling into empty offices. Um if you were um we we've, uh, we've spoken to companies who had a, a the vast majority of their lead gen at conferences and at events and suddenly conferences yeah. and events aren't happening. And so just having a limited um method of of lead gen is not just not great in terms of of addressing the buyer journey but it's also incredibly risky if something happens and the world changes and that suddenly doesn't work as well anymore you know even to what you you first started talking about with gdpr with ccpa rules can change and Mm -hmm. suddenly something that was working all the way up until yesterday doesn't work anymore and so if Mm -hmm. you've got that omni-channel approach you're able to maybe scale up the things that are still working while you retool um and adjust the thing that that doesn't work anymore. So it's, it's even more important, um, just with, with how quickly the world can change now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, you have to, it, it, it's, you have to iterate mm-hmm. you have to, you have to always be looking at your KPIs, your, your key performance indicators and see what, I mean, I, I do every day I'm looking at it. What's, what are, what are, our you know, what are our connect rates? What are our conversion rates? Um, you know, I look at it by by rep, by client. You know, as a company as a whole, um, and to really make sure there's not a problem, right? I, I saw a little, I saw a little uh, dip in the connection rate, and I freaked out. I said, okay, <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting these, I'm getting all these caller IDs on my cell phone, with these spam likely, right? So I'm like, all right we let's, let's, let's audit all our phone numbers, make sure they're all clean. Right. And there, uh-huh. and they were, there was one out of, I think there was one out of 250 that was, that was, uh, we needed to recycle it um, and clean it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, the, uh, you know, the, you just have to be on top of it, you know, and it's uh, but Really look at. I would encourage sales leaders, if you got a you know decent sized organization, really look at the messaging your salespeople are sending mm. out, or or have your sales managers uh, look at the messaging your salespeople are sending out because that that's that's where I think things break down. You know, uh-huh. um, if, if you don't really have a good training program to say. Here's the, you know, here's the messaging, you know, if, if you got a sales team that just, that's just burning through your, your audiences with, with, you know, that kind of spam messaging or, or there, or it doesn't have to be that 27 page spam kind of thing. It could be, it could be these one or two sentence, uh, messages via email, but it's all about them.
0: Yeah. Or it's just, <laughs> did you get my latest email? Did you get my latest email? I emailed right. you. Are you still interested? Are you interested at all? Do you like me? And it's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> <calm> down, <laughs> please. <laughs>
1: yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, um, you know, it you have to be, it, it, you have to be providing value, and I think that's the biggest thing, uh, the shift that sales has to make, is because you know salespeople by definition, right, are goal driven. They're all, you know, and they're very you know, sometimes can be very all about me. Um, we really have to flip it. And it's all about the prospect. It's all about the client. And, you know, what can I do to provide value? And, and you have to have that mindset. That salesperson has that have that mindset. And marketing has to give them the content, right? Yeah. You can't be, you know, going back to that, that terminology, marketing right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to get everybody that's, you're not going to get every salesperson that's a great writer. Yeah. It's just, not, it's just not going to happen. It, you know, we, we all have right brain, right brain, left brain, you know, skill sets, <laughs> you know, so you have to, marketing has to help, right. And, and uh, um to, to really give them that content. And uh, so there's really has to be some, some synergies and some working relationship between sales and marketing from that standpoint.
0: Yeah. If I'm, if I'm kind of hearing you, if I were to come out with like a, Big picture. There's a lot. But one big picture thing is is sales leadership, marketing leadership need to work together on what's the buyer journey. And then what are you doing? What is your group doing? What is my group doing? And then what are the skill sets of the different groups and how do we leverage, you know, the great writing ability and messaging ability and, and content production ability of the marketing team and the energy and the drive and the relationships on the sales side and get the, the best out of both groups? and. Um, it's it's awful but we've all seen it where there's clearly there's great you know there's a beautiful website great landing pages really good white papers and content and then you've got sales people sending out messages to try to drive people to that and they're not good and then you're you're not getting the benefit of that great content because the emails themselves aren't good but then you also don't want you know it it looks like it came from marketing and it's not it's not at all customized. So, so figuring out the right balance between the two in marketing, which is more and which is more marketing, um, it's going to be an important thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and, and think of the, think of the buyer experience too, right? Mm-hmm. If you, if you get those emails from sales, are you ready? Did you, you, see my email? It's like, it's like, like, I mean, yeah, you you know, it's like these people think that I'm thinking about their product and company forever, right? I'm yeah. I'm running a business, right? I got I got, got fifty seven other things that I'm work, dealing with, and I'm like, all right, if you send me an email, you got to remind me who you are, why I should care, <laughs> and what your company, you know, what your company, what value your company brings to me, right? So, you know, these salespeople just assume that I know what. You know, and they're a startup that I've never heard of before, right? Right. It, yeah. It's different if it's if it's coming from, if it's coming from IBM or coming from Dell or or Microsoft. Okay, I know what those guys do, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: but if it's but I still don't necessarily. Never... Yeah. No, sorry, I was just. But I still don't don't necessarily know why should I engage with you right now, and right. and so it is. I mean, it. That everybody is kind of the you know they're the. They're the main character in their own little movie that's playing in their head. But you are not the main character of most other people's movie. And so
1: that's a good way to put it. Yeah,
0: it's it's I I cannot even tell you how many, how many I, I if I pulled open my email right now, I've got a whole lot of those where people just they assume that I know who they are and what they're emailing about. And the worst thing is sometimes there will be one semi good email. That I have the time to read, that's at the top of a thread. And I'm like, okay, maybe I wanna see what this is about. See, is this somebody I forgot to get back to? Because, you know, there's they did a decent enough job making me curious. And then you scroll down through and they've sent you like eleven emails. And in none of them do you have any content that helps you know what it's about. It's all just chasing. I'm not going to do the detective work to figure out if I, you know, forgot to call you back or something. Um, I'm just going to assume that you're You're just marketing, selling to me um, coldly, and it's you know you don't want to write a book, obviously, but um, you know thinking about for value, what problems do we solve? Can you mention those problems in the email, and you know how your solution potentially addresses those, and and just getting into really specifics as opposed to just um, you can't just depend on. Do you want to talk to me because you know you've got. 30 minutes in your calendar. Um, You can't bring donuts or or cupcakes or whatever it might be that you used to bring in person. Um, It's, it's a little bit harder.
1: Yeah. And, and I I think for sales leaders, if they do the audit of their sales team and what they're, what kind of messaging they're sending out, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're doing calls, if you have an SDR team, BDR team, listen to some of the recordings, right? Mm -hmm. Listen, listen to what they're saying. Um, If you, if you got, if you have a uh, your you know, your team sending out emails and, and doing social connections, do an audit, see what they're saying. Because if they're doing the, exactly exact those kind of experiences that you're having, you don't have a good experience. Yeah. Right. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, you're not having a good good experience with that company. That's affecting the brand image of that company. And you know that it, that's a tell that those that sales organization doesn't understand the buyer's journey. And they're not trying to find out where someone is in the buyer's journey it, again it's all about them as a salesperson right uh-huh. um you got to make it about the buyer the, or the prospect and where are they in their in their journey right and then guess what if they're in the if they're in the awareness stage then yeah you you shouldn't <laughs> you shouldn't be spamming them with sales emails right uh-huh. uh that that's probably something that has to get kicked back to marketing because you know this this company is not in the In the buyer's journey, right? Uh, Or they're 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 too early for a sales engagement, right? So it's it's there's a time where marketing should be engaging those prospects in their in your Marketo system or or Pardot or whatever you're using, Uh, and there's a time for SDRs BDRs to be engaging them, and and uh, there has to be a flowback. But it's important for sales leaders to understand the messaging that their sales team is sending out, and it's. Because it really does impact the, it impact the brand.
0: Yeah. I, something that just really pinged for me in what you just said is, uh, you know, if sales is trying to do awareness, that's not their skill set. It's not what they're good at. And that is going to drive them to bad behaviors. Because mm-hmm. marketing can think of 10 different ways to send kind of the same information in an email. And each one looks creative and interesting. Most salespeople aren't going to do that. And so either you're sending the same email 10 times or you're sending one email and then you're saying, did you read it? Did you read it? Do you want to talk to me? And it's just because their skill set is not awareness and that's okay. That's, you know, they're not hired for awareness. That's not what we, what we want from them, but understanding, you know, is this a, is this a lead that is in the awareness stage or is this a lead that is in a decision stage? And that's very different.
1: Great, great point. Yeah, right. And, and to, to, I, I see one of the problem. you know, on, on our content syndication page, right? When we're promoting out content and getting a, an opt-in and a download, one of the mistakes I see quite often is <clears throat> marketing immediately sends those leads to SDRs. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, whoa, 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 time out. <laughs> That's a top of the funnel lead. It doesn't belong with an SDR.
0: I I don't know if it's ever happened to you, but I've had it happen where I downloaded an ebook and got a phone call in five minutes. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, (laughs) that's a lot. (laughs) Maybe if the ebook is how to choose, you know, which of our two products that you want to buy, maybe it's okay to make a phone call. But sometimes it's just really, it's a very like, I'm just looking for information. I'm trying to educate myself. You get a phone call and then it's like, no, 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 please. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, no, and and, it's, be, it's, be, it's because of our uh, in, in our SDR world, uh, the statistic is, hey, if you engage a lead within the first, you know, you know, X number of minutes, right, you're going to have better a better outcome, uh, you know, but, you know, but again, not knowing where that that person is in the journey, it could be off putting too.
0: Yeah, yeah. And just knowing that and and thinking about it in advance. Um a question I'd love to ask, because I know you're always thinking about this, is what are some of the changes that you see coming in lead gen? Are there, um, do you think that it's just going to be a continuation of current trends, or is there anything um, that you think is going to cause a significant shakeup in the future of lead generation?
1: Uh, that's a great question. I, I don't know if shakeup is uh, the right word. It's, it, it's always evolving. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Right. Um, uh, The content syndication or, or the, the content promotion business is, uh, is booming right now. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, industry wide. And, you know, so marketers are generating good content and then you have to promote it out to get the opt-ins. And then, but you have to, you know, you have to make sure you're, You've got a good nurture flow um, from a, uh, you know, th- then you have the ABM is obviously a big term now, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, coming, coming from a sales background, I kind of chuckle because it's like, well, you know, cause you know, and ABM is a big term with marketers now because they always thought of a lead as a person, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know, a salesperson has always had a list of accounts. They've always been ABM. You know, because you have a territory or you have a list of accounts, named accounts, that's your territory. Uh, So they've always been ABM uh, or account based selling. Right. Um, And, um, you know, but I think the account based marketing world where you're able to from a from a digital perspective, you're able to, uh, you know, let's say you have 500 target accounts as a business, as a sales leader right, night, and you have five personas per company, right, that you want to influence. Um, as a, you can do that, that display advertising or that programmatic advertising to that audience of, uh, you know, 2,500 people, right? So it's, you know, 500 times five people per company. And you, you can try to generate that awareness, right, that, that top of the funnel, right, stuff, which is the awareness, right? Um you it's branding, it's awareness, it's it's education of the that whole community of uh in that buyer, the the buying committee, if you will, in that company. And that's just it's it's uh you know, in the military term, it would be it's it's air cover, right? It's yeah. it's the it's the air force helping the troops on the ground, right? Um it's air cover. Uh, it will generate some leads, no doubt. It will generate some leads, but it's it's uh, it's that air cover of messaging and um, that will help in the overall. And that and that's a that's a big play right now. That's a big uh, trend right now. Not everyone's fully on board with it. the the intent the intent marketing. The in, uh, that's a that's a you know a growing trend. There, there, we're nowhere near the peak of those two trends. Mm-hmm. Nowhere near the peak. No, we're still early in that adoption curve. Uh, in those trends, so those are those will continue for sure.
0: The ABM, I think, is one that uh, a lot of organizations will really benefit from because they viewed um, advertising as too expensive, and you know, I should get put an ad in this trade journal or mm-hmm. you know, try to put together a Super Bowl commercial. It doesn't have to be to that level if you really know. Okay, here is the universe that we're playing in. Here are the, like you said, it's the job descriptions at these companies. It's not even every employee at those companies. Um, and you can do so much now with targeting that you can really get in front of just those people. And you don't have to be well-known by everybody in the world, but if Mm -hmm. you sell to HR directors of companies in a certain industry or whatever, all of they, all of them should know who you are and, um, really just getting that, that, you know, name recognition out there um, as air cover so important. So when a salesperson maybe reaches out, or when they get a, an email, or they get something else, they're like, "Oh yeah, you're you're as well known to me as IBM is because of all that great air cover that happened."
1: Yeah, and, and that 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 are really escalated during COVID, right? Because mm-hmm. you you don't get the trade show visibility from. That the the audience that goes to those trade shows, right? Yeah. So you lost that trade show visibility. So you can you know, can repurpose that into that uh, a programmatic display ad and and get that air cover that way. So yeah, that Definitely. I mean, that, kind of the equivalent. And, but but again, yeah. the every you know, especially in the in the tech space that I live in, you know, you you have the big companies with you know marketing staffs of five hundred people that can do do all that stuff or, or the higher vendors to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, but startups and in a round B round where they're still maturing their whole marketing and sales organization, right. They're, they're, um, you know, they have to, they have to get into that game, you know, and, and, you know, you know, they don't have deep, deep enough pockets to do it all. So they have to figure out which is going to give them the best ROI for where they are.
0: Definitely. And, and I would imagine one, one key thing is going to be figuring out, you know, where are you best serving buyers on the buyer journey right now? And where are you not? And um, thinking about, you know, how do you address the gaps? Um, so definitely. Well, this has been such an interesting conversation, uh, Mike, and I've really just enjoyed hearing your perspective and learned a lot. Um, I'd love to ask you a question I ask all of our guests. Do you have any resources that you would recommend to our listeners?
1: Oh gosh. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, um, B2B, uh, or a demand gen report is, is good. Um, you know, the, um, the B2B, uh, sales and marketing, uh, mm-hmm. is what they, they focus on. Uh, I, I like, uh, if you're in an SDR world, uh, or a sales world, like AAISP that, American associate inside Uh sales professionals. That's a good, that's a good community to be part of. Um, so, and there's, you know, obviously lots of, lots of, uh, lots of great, great, uh, I I do a lot of, I don't know about you, but I do a lot of audible, Uh (laughs) uh, listening to stuff, uh, you know, listening to stuff there. But if you want, if someone wants to get into the, into the, um, learn something about the digital, you know, the, the social media, you know, for their team. Um, you know, Jamie Shanks has, has uh-huh. some good book, books, social, social selling mastery. Uh-huh. Um, there, there's, there's, there's so much content out there. It's great. You know, the, a lot of the podcasts are, are, are content for people, but it, I think, I think most importantly is to get your company, a culture of, of always learning, right. Always, yes. you know, investing in that, whether it's audible books or podcasts or conferences or, or that kind of thing, that's, that's super important. Um, Cause the, the speed of businesses and digital transformation is astounding.
0: It really, really is. Huh. Well, I have so enjoyed our conversation today um, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. If, if they want to learn more about you and your work, where can they find you?
1: Sure. You can you find Green Leads at, uh, www.greenleads.com. Uh, you can shoot, drop me a note at mike.ferrell uh, at greenleads.com it's F A R R his name. And, um, you can hit me up on, uh, on LinkedIn if you like. Um, and, uh, look forward to, to engaging with you. And if I can be of any help, uh, in any of this, this area, just, or just chat, um, I kind of have uh, open office hours at 8 a.m. Eastern. You know, I can always fit time in to talk to people then.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so, so much for speaking with me today, Mike. This has been a lot of fun.
1: Great. I enjoyed it, Elizabeth. Thank you.
0: And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning into today's show. You can find the notes and resources for everything Mike and I have been talking about today at criteriaforsuccess.com slash pod 327. As a reminder, if you subscribe to the show, you get every episode as soon as it goes live. You can subscribe for free wherever you're listening right now. If you enjoyed the show today, please recommend us to a friend. That is the best way to help more people discover it. We love feedback. You can leave us ratings and reviews or email us with feedback, questions, and guest suggestions to podcast at criteriaforsuccess.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at CFS Playbook and the blog at criteriaforsuccess.com insights. Let's talk Sales this is a production of Criteria for Success. Happy selling!